stupid fat hobbits is rolling dices again. It's WLP RPG! Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very, very special episode of What's Lightsabers Precious? Which is usually a Star Wars and Lord of the Rings encyclopodcast where we waste time on fictional wikis, but today it's a special treat because if you're listening to this, it means Joanna is in New Zealand. But I'm sitting right here, Ryan. But we're talking to them in the future. Oh my god. Yes. and so I didn't realize we had that kind of budget. We have that kind of power. We are using it tonight. We are not doing an episode about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Uh, we are actually entering the world of the Star Wars by playing a tabletop RPG. That's right. So we're coming to you not only from the past, but also from another realm. Well, a galaxy far, far away at the very least. Yeah, so we are going to be playing the Fantasy Flight Star Wars RPG. I'm going to be running it. I am the GM, and Joanna is going to be our player. Yeah! Yeah, so if you haven't played these games, it's basically like playing pretend with rules. Uh, it's kind of like telling a story together, but you have to roll some dice to see if anything weird happens. We've played a lot of them before, and I like this system a lot. Joanna, this is your first time? Yeah, it, it is my very, very first time, and in fact, it's my very first time recording anything like this as well. I know that there have been a sort of proliferation of RPG-based podcasts in recent years, but I haven't listened to any of them. Well, you're gonna be in one, so you'll listen to this one, hopefully. All right, well, you're gonna have to hold my hand a lot. Well, we'll see about that. You're pretty good at RPGs. Joanna's played a lot of them, and we have two, but let's not stop wasting time talking about it. Let's get started. So, Joanna, you've created a character in this game. Can you tell us about your character? My character is an Ewok named Jub-Jub. She's 28 years old, and Jub-Jub is Force-sensitive. She learned a little bit about the Force from her grandmama, Mm -hmm. the old Ewok, but she is unrefined in her use of that mystical power, and she mostly hits things with sticks. Two important things you need to know about Jub-Jub. The first concerns that stick. Okay. It is a fusion cutter. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. And what a fusion cutter does is basically the end of it blows a hole in anything. Yeah. It's like a well, basically a sci-fi welder. Except torch. instead of joining things, it just makes a hole in them. Yeah. It's for cutting apart metal, essentially. And she's, it's like a, a mechanics tool that Jub Jub wields it as a, as a melee weapon. Well, it'll cut through flesh just as well as it cuts through metal. Well, <laughs> that's not in the user's manual, but Jub Jub never did read very well. Jub Jub can't read. Yeah. And the second thing you need to know about Jub Jub is that the way she is specced compels her to always take the riskiest option. Yeah, in this game you have a thing called obligation, and this is kind of what can make you have problems. And so when Joanna made Jub Jub, she has an obligation of high risk. And I promise I will do everything in my power to meet that obligation. Yep. She has a Padawan. She does. Uh, His name is Skiv Darson. He is a Balosar, which if you don't know what that is, he's the same species as the guy who tries to sell Obi-Wan drugs in episode two. Death sticks? Death sticks, yes. Uh, And he is not force sensitive at all, but he doesn't know that. He's really gung-ho. He used to be a taxi driver on Coruscant. He's a young man, um, and he got convinced he was a Jedi, and he thinks Darth Vader was his dad. Is he handsome? 
Yeah, he's, you know, he's, if you find, like, sickly and weak to be handsome, he had to move off the home planet because he had crazy asthma. Well, if he's mama. not handsome, then what's the point? Well, you don't have to see him. You get to hear him. Hear his beautiful face. But yeah, so we have Jub Jub and we have Skiv Darson. Let's get started. Joanna requested an adventure that took place on Cloud City, which is a topic of a, of a episode not too long ago. Yes, when we did our Mr. Cloud City episode, I became very intrigued by this metropolis of flatulence, mm-hmm. and I wanted to spend some more time there. Absolutely. With Lobot and Lando and all our other friends. Good. Now, we have to roll our destiny. Okay. And we have two dark side points. Now, those are points I can use. And so during the game, uh, I can use these to make a roll more difficult for you. Yeah. But every time I use one, you get a light side point in return. Okay. That you can use against me to either re-roll a dice, make your bigger dice to roll, or make yeah. my rolls more difficult. Okay. Okay. So, now... Where do you think Jub-Jub and Skiv would be, most likely? Jub-Jub would most likely be found playing around in the ceiling. In the ceiling? Yes. Okay, sure. Sure. There's a lot of crazy buildings in Cloud City. I thought there was just one. Oh, no, no, no. It's a city, my dear. There's levels below levels. There's there's Port Town. There's the casinos. There's all kinds of fun stuff. In that case, maybe Jub-Jub would be in the casino. In the casino. Yeah. Which is perfect because you were sent on a mission to this casino. I was? By who? You and Skiv. Your friend who you met, a, a, a man in an orange jumpsuit who approached you to recover a data core from uh, a certain hut who owns this casino. A, a hut named Gorgia the Hut. And this casino is called Gorgia's, which is supposed to sound like gorgeous, which Gorgia is not. He's a big... You know huts. They're big and they're slimy. They're slug-like. Gorgia well, they're wears corpulent. Gorgia wears a beautiful bejeweled eye patch. Um, I'm gonna take it. I have a picture of it if you want to see. Yes, please. I'll show it to you, my players. If there's here. one thing I appreciate, it's a good bejeweled eye patch. Is he wearing a bra? Yeah. Oh, it does, is Gorgia? Wow, is Gorgia a female hut? Huts are hermaphrodites. Oh. Oh, I guess they can identify however they want Exactly. Them. And so Gorgia, this is Gorgia's Casino. Wow, Gorgia's winged eyeliner is really on point. Yeah, he looks I real good. I love him. Yeah. Or her. Bay. Them. Them. Bay. Them. I love them. You love them. And so you and Skiv are running through this casino. Skiv is carrying this white cylindrical object under his arm. <gasps> and you guys are running out because you're being chased by Gorgia's dudes. The casino security, and they are also blocking the entrance to the casino. You guys are hauling butt out of here, and you dive behind like a roulette table, and you have a moment to plan what to do. Cisco says, oh, "Master, what what are we supposed to do here? I, I didn't think there'd be so much resistance." Okay, listen up, Skev. Let's do a quick inventory. What do we have on hand? Well, we have this white cylinder thing that we stole for that Mr. Hood, and we um have my, my, my lightsaber, which is actually just a stick that's painted with glow-in-the-dark paint. Master, you have all your Jedi powers. Why don't you just, like, do a mind trick on them or something? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really like mind tricks. They're too indirect. I prefer a more hands-on approach. You see, Skiv, I, too, have a stick. I see that. And you have something taped to it. What is that, Master? Is that is that a special Jedi device? It's not a special Jedi device. It's a marble that I found downstairs. Wow! 
See, 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 touch it, touch it. Ding, ding, ding. See how it shines. Oh, it's very shiny. But the rest of this thing will blow a hole through anyone's armor. Wow! Or so they told me when I bought it. That's great. Well, Master, I think they're coming up now. And sure enough, you hear the clomp, clomp, clomp of boots because there's these aquailish thugs that have their guns pointed at the roulette table you're hiding under. We know you're under there, you little furry punks. Give us back our data core thingy. Can I reach their feet from here with my stick? You can try. I'm going to blow a hole through their shoes. All right, so this sounds like you're trying to attack the thugs. Yes. There are three of them, and you're going to be rolling against them. So click that dice button next to melee and see what happens. Ooh. What happens? Well, you have two failures oh, and, no. an, and an advantage. Failure-wise. Yeah, I failed. He fails. He definitely notices you. What are you going to do with that advantage? There's examples like if you wanted to recover a strain, if you were stressed out, you can get some strain back. You can add a boost dice to your next roll. You can notice an important point in the ongoing conflict. I'm going to notice an important point. So as you peek out and you see the angry Aquilish pointing his blaster rifle in your face, you see behind him Gorja himself on his hover sled hovering over the casino. It's kind of like a, like a multi-tiered casino, and he's floating down, and he bellows down to you. You little furry thing that you can get away from Gorja the Hut! I think not! Uh, he's speaking Huttese. You know what I'm going to do? What? Is there an exhaust port in his hover sled? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to flick the marble down the exhaust port. All right. I don't know what, what kind of roll that would be. Probably flicking ranged light. That's... All right, let's do it then. Okay, it's going to be hard. Oh my gosh, you succeeded. I did so <laughs> awesome. I flicked it straight in the exhaust port. Yeah, yeah. But you do have a disadvantage. And so you flick it into the exhaust port. The marble kind of bounces around and goes like, what the devil's going on down there? And it starts to sputter and falls. Oh, oh no, oh no. And it crashes down directly toward your roulette table. Oh no. It's going to crush you in skiv. All right. So the first important thing that I need to do in this situation, I'm saying all this out loud, by the way. Okay. The first important thing that I need to do is save my pentagon. My paragon. My, what do you call it again? Padawan, Master Padawan. The first thing I need to do is to save my friend. Do we have time to talk about this? There's a hover Yes, about we push- do. I'm going to push him out of the way. Okay, so you do that. You shove him out of the way. Yeah. And what do you do now that the hover slide is like, it's getting close. It's like almost on you. Like- I'm going to blow a hole in the top of the table and jump out. Okay, cool. Do a, uh, that sounds like athletics to me. Yeah. You are force sensitive, right? Yes. You, you have enhanced attached to this. I have enhanced jumping. So Jub Jub, she cuts through the table with her fusion cutter stick. As you jump out of here, the hover slide is crazy. Crushes the roulette table flat, but you get out in time. Oh, dang. So you're going to want to scroll up and mark a strain. So I've only got one right now, so it's kind of like, what, me, worry? So Skiv is running with the cylinder under his arm, running for the door, and the Aqualish thugs start firing on him. Ah! What are you going to do? There are three of them in front of you that are firing over your head because you're very small. Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to run straight at them. I'm going to be spinning my stick like a propeller so it makes them get knocked away. Okay. We're going to start our first combat here. So you're going to roll your initiative. I think you were prepared for this, Jub-Jub. Oh, I'm always prepared. So you're going to roll cool. Cool. So I'm going to roll for my guys. I'm going to do one roll for the pirates and one roll for Gorja himself. Okay? Okay, I'm ready. All right. Now, what's in, in this game, PCs and NPCs, you decide who takes what slot. Like, you're not stuck in. It's like, if you're, like, the slowest, yeah. you're not stuck at the bottom of the initiative for the whole fight. You can say, I'm going to take the top PC slot this round of combat. I'm just going to jump in at the beginning. So you can decide when you or Skiv goes. Cool. You get to decide between that. 
It looks like we're starting with a PC slot. So do you want to go or do you should have Skiv go? Then I'm going to go. All right. Sure. What are you going to do? I'm going to run at them spinning my stick like a propeller. Uh, you're going to be rolling your fusion cutter stick. You just got to hit that roll. All right. And we'll see how much damage does these clowns. How's that? Oh, wow. That's a good roll. On this game, you always do a set amount of damage. You don't roll for the damage. Okay. But it can only get better by how much successes you have. All right. And so you have two hits. So the base damage is five. So that means five, six damage. That takes down one of them. How do you want us to have it be done? Wow. Propeller power. So, I race across the floor of the casino with my stick, a blur of propelling action. Mm-hmm. And I slide between the legs of one of the guys who's shooting. Yeah. And I crack him right in the spine. Oof. And I give him a herniated disc. Yeah, my discs! Yeah. He's gonna need months of chiropractic treatment. Very good. I forgot, you do have a triumph. Triumphs are the coolest thing in this game. You can use this to either, in a combat, you can use it to... Inflict a critical wound on somebody immediately. Yes. Which in this case, these guys are considered minions, which will just kill them automatically. Cool. I run up behind a second guy. Yeah. I goose him. Goose him? I goose him with, to death. With your fusion cutter? Yes. Oh my god. Achimachi! And he falls over with a big burn in his pants. You got goosed. So now there's only one guy left. He's going to try to attack you, Jub-Jub. Probably not well. He's using it point blank. He sucks. All right. See what happens. Pew, pew. He's going to do five, six damage to you. Uh, how many HP do I have? Those are your wounds, right? Okay. You also have soak. So you can. I did five damage to you. Yeah. You subtract four from it. Nice. You only take one. All right. Now, in, in this game, they're called wounds, but I always think of them as kind of like the peril you're in, because in Star Wars, people don't really... Like, they, they get hit once, they're down most of the time, right? I mean, that would be realistic. Right, so I... I you get hit with a dart, and you drop. Right, yeah. And there's critical wounds in this game. I feel like those are the actual injuries you would get. Gotcha. This is kind of like the peril you're in. So he's firing on you wildly. You kind of get some of your hair singed. Doesn't do a lot. Now, for an NPC turn, it's going to be Gorge's turn. And he's going to bellow. He has this microphone thing hooked into his his hover sled. Yeah. And it's kind of like this big loudspeaker. Yeah. He says, bring in the Harry boys! And from out of the top levels of the casino, you see two tall shapes looming up. Hey, it's big Ewoks. Kind of, because they leap down in front of you, claws bared. They're Mad Claw Wookiee bodyguards. Mad Claw Wookiees? Why are Wookiees working for huts? Well, he, he bought them. So next turn, you're going to have to deal with some Mad Claw Wookiee bodyguards. They're Wookiee slaves? Yes. I don't want to fight slaves. I feel guilty. I'm going to set them free. Yeah. So you see there are manacles over their wrists. You know how Wookiees get when they get hungry for meat. They look like they've been starved. They're kind of <gasps> kind of fire in their eyes like they're about to they want to devour something. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's a PC's turn. What do you want Skiv to do? So what can Skiv really do, realistically? Well, he's got the ice cream maker looking thing. I mean, you're out, he's running for the door of the casino. And there's like panicked gamblers and stuff like spreading to and fro. They're all freaking How out. How about he holds it up? He goes, look, I've got the data core. You want him to do that and be bait? Yeah. Personally, I think Skiv would probably run outside in a panic and look for a vehicle he can drive. He's a really good driver. Like, that's his thing. He's a pilot. Yeah. Maybe find a getaway car. Why don't we do both? Okay. Maybe he runs for the getaway car and I yell, Hey, look, he's got the data core. Okay, so... <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Skiv runs outside, data core above his head, like Batman in the 60s movie carrying a bomb above his head. Ah! Screaming the whole way. Hey, look, everybody. He's got the data core that you're looking for. And uh, Gorja kind of puts his hand over his eyes and says, Tom Nation and Ruination! After him! The uh, the two Wookiees kind of give you a look, kind of make eye contact with you, and then they run past you to get to the door. Okay. Yep. 
So that's Skiv's turn. We'll catch up with him. He's outside now. We'll cool. I think him. that went really well. I think everybody's really well positioned now to win this fight. I think so. All right. It's a PC slot. Do What do you want to do? I want to jump. Uh-huh. Because I'm very good at jumping. And use the end of my stick to sweep the Wookiees off their feet. Oh, okay. Do you want to hurt them or do you want to... No, I don't want to hurt them. I just want to get them down on the ground so that I can use the fusion end of my stick to knock all their claws off. Oh, all right. Or maybe I should just knock their manacles off and free them because I feel like claws are part of their body. That'd be like declawing a cat. Okay, I'll just like knock their manacles off. Okay, okay. So a melee check for me. All right, a melee check. Ooh, look at that. All right, so you succeed. Yes. Not only do you sweep them off their feet and cut their manacles off, you also have two advantages and a triumph. Nice! What do you want your triumph to be? That has to be kind of related to what you're doing a little bit, incidental to what's happening. Can Uh, it be an emotional triumph? For example, after I free the Wookiees, can it be that they're so thankful that they immediately turn on their master? Yeah, Wookiee life debt. That would be a great triumph. All right, Wookiee life debt. So I raise my stick above my head now that I have these Wookiees on the ground. Yeah. And I yell, this is a human rights violation. (laughs) And I use the fusion end of my stick to knock holes in their manacles and they're free. And I say, rise up against your oppressors. There's no such thing as ethical consumption under the capitalist system. You're really like verbose Ewok. Did, yeah. Didn't Jim Jim Tom kind of like this before? Like, wasn't she like stitch? I can't sustain that for two hours. Okay, video, sure. So. sure. <laughs> All, right. All right, that's good. We'll just, we'll just, so whatever you hear, listeners, just translate that into like kind of like tough stitch talks or like Ewokies, you know, like whatever she's saying. Like, imagine it's that. Imagine it's that. Yeah, it's fine. I don't speak Tatis either, so it's fine. NPC turn. It's going to be the Wookiee's turn here. You kind of run away as the Wookiees turn upon Gorja, and that one little pirate who's left says, Don't, don't you come near Master Gorja! I'm gonna use this thing! And the Mad Claws, they don't listen to reason. They're well, seeing, they're mad. They're seeing red. They claw this guy's arms off right in yeah! front of you! Ah! He's spreading green blood all over the floor, and goes, Oh, oh no! Oh no! He starts panically hitting the button on his hover so to get it going again, and says, Because there's Marvel in it! Consonant! That blasted Ewok! As the Wookiees descend upon Gorja and just... Rip him to shreds? Well, you don't really... You, unless you look behind you. I mean, it's panic in here. People are freaking out. You know, doors being swarmed by casino goers. Uh, you don't see Skiv anywhere. And you still see some of those guards that were out front. I think I should get that vehicle before I achieve my true objective here. Okay. So, Skiv! Out here, master! Where are you? I'm in the street! And you kind of you hear like a honk honk of a horn. I All borrowed right. a taxi speeder! I'm gonna jump for it! Open the door! Okay, it's a convertible! <laughs> Just do your best! And I'm gonna jump over the crowd and into jump into the... the convertible. Okay, yeah. Do an athletics check for me. Okay. You succeed! Jump power! And you have two advantage to spend. Cool. What do you want to do with those? Mm, I want to land directly in Skiv's lap and take the wheel, and I want to drive the vehicle back into the casino. In the, turn it around. And drive it into the casino. Okay, okay, yeah. sure. All right, yeah, why don't you do a, a, a piloting check for me? Well, I have piloted before, but my yeah. understanding is that I'm not very good at it. I'm going to spend a dark side point to make this a little more difficult for you, just to see what happens. But why do that? Because it's fun. So you, <laughs> you manage to turn the speeder around and, like, 
you can't even see over the windshield. You're this little thing. Yeah. Your feet's barely touch the pedal. And Skiv is like, Master, what are you doing? I, I, I can drive this. It's okay. Don't forget, Skiv. In the heat of battle, never lose sight of your true objective. But you can't see anything! And you just slam on the gas and fly through the glass doors of the casino. And you run into the crowd of people who are all waiting. They're all wearing their fanciest tuxes and dinner gowns and stuff. And, like, my! <laughs> uh, and you're launching, you know... People in the air, and it's chaos. Absolute chaos. I'm driving headlong towards Gorgia. Because you failed, you're not driving headlong toward Gorgia. You're driving headlong, out of control, spinning wildly, knocking into poker tables, and or sabac tables, I should say, causing mayhem and chaos. That's okay. I'll tear down this this edifice of capitalism and run amok. And give us a screaming. As you spin around and around and around, you're getting very dizzy, and eventually your taxi crashes into a marble statue of Gorgia, which is in the middle of this casino. Like, the airbags probably go off. It's that strong of a, of a hit. Wow. Yeah. Is Skiv okay? I mean, I was sitting in front of him on his lap, so yeah. the airbag probably hit me. Right. And then hit me into him, and maybe the back of my head, like, broke his nose you're or something. You're very soft, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's all in your face. <laughs> okay. I'm fine, Skiv. Oh, my nose, master. What? What are you doing? We're supposed to get out of here. Don't worry. It'll all make sense in due time. What I do is I leap from the vehicle over the airbag, and I clamber up the statue of Gorgia that I just crashed into. Uh And using a higher vantage point, I launch myself at Gorgia, who's still being mauled by freed Wookiee slaves. Right. And you see he has kind of a personal um, shield generator on his hover sled. He's trying to, like, put it up, and the Wookiees keep bouncing off it every time he does, and... Um, I'm going to blow a hole through it. All right, sounds good. So I fly towards him with my stick extended, like the power pull of Son Goku himself. Very good. So that sounds like an athletics check to me. Okay. You have no successes. You have an advantage, and you also have a dark side point. You can use that dark side point to make it a success. However, you'll take some strain, and you have to kind of explain why your dark impulses come into play here. Oh, I can explain that. Okay. I take the dark side point and I turn it into a success. So give yourself a couple of strain. Okay. Two strain? Yep. Okay. Explain your success here. So I blow a hole straight through the shield, Uh which causes the shield to just malfunction entirely and sink down back into the sled from which it was extended, (laughs) leaving Gorgia open to his, their assailants. Mm -hmm. But, But then... I lock eyes on my true objective. Yeah? I snatch the jeweled eye patch from Gorge's eye. Oh my goodness. And with a triumphant cry of, Shani! I launch myself back, using her head as a launch pad. Wow. Yeah. Wow, just wow. Okay, there's a lot going on there. I think I'm going to need another athletics check to grab the eye patch and get out of there. Okay. And I'm going to make it more difficult. Can I tell you the justification for my dark side points? Yeah, sure. I love shiny things. I do, you know you do. Above all else. That is a canon part of my character. Jub-Jub has quite a bit of avarice for shinies, so... Whoa! Joanna! Was that good? That's really good. All those little explosions mean hits? Yeah! You got a light side point, you can make that another hit if you want to? Yes, I do. Okay, sure. And there's two disadvantages here, two threats. Yes. Okay, and so you're going to take a couple of strain here, because this is like a very like high-tension maneuver. Right. And Gorgia grabs their eye socket and says, No, my, my beautiful eyes! How dare you, you little fuzzball! I will destroy you! But as they're saying that, the Wookiees are just 
Oh, 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 just like ready to pounce upon his like, oh, oh that that oh, calm down boys everything's okay here just you know just a little gorgeous just, we can talk about this it's fine it's fine the time for talk is over and they just like pounce. oh no oh no there's clawing and it's just, it's just it's a mess it's terrible i jump back in the speeder bouncing across people's heads to get back to you it. do that yeah Skiv is trying uh, desperately to get the speeder working again because it crashed and like all the repulsor lifts are all janked up now. Like, uh, master, master, I don't know what to do. I, I, there's all these wires in my. Well, what are the jewels made of on the eye patch? Only one way to find out. I'm gonna connect two of the most important looking wires uh-huh. to either side of the eye patch. You know, you have a ability. To always have what you need. You're kind of a MacGyver Ewok. Right. So roll mechanics for me. All right. You succeed. Yeah. With an advantage. So the engine roars to life. Okay. Skiv and I jump back in. Yep. Skiv, you can drive this time. Thanks, Master. I'm honored. And so he takes the wheel and just peels out of this casino through that massive hole that you just crashed through there. And you take off back to your contact. I think that we can give ourselves a little pat on the back there, Skiv. Was that strictly light side stuff, Master? I mean, I, I don't know if that's very up to the Jedi code what we just did there. Well, light side, dark side, mmm, it's all very fuzzy, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to become evil like my father, Darth Vader. Yeah, your father, Darth Vader. Right? Give Darson. Darth's son is so obvious, Master. I don't want to go down that path of evil. Skiv, I have to tell you something. Yes, Master? I don't know who Darth Vader is. Oh, Master. What did he do? Well, he's the leader of the Empire for a while. He was a terrible Sith Lord who could choke people with his mind. And unfortunately, he's one of my people and my father. I had to defeat in combat, but then the Death Star blew up, so I missed my opportunity. Skiff! Yeah? Do you have, like, a lot of evidence that he's your father? No, but I asked my mom one time when she was really sick, and she said, Yeah, of course, of course, Skiff, yeah. He's a Balasar under there, of course. You know, and I, I put it together later, and I was thinking about, well, I'm so powerful in the Force, and I'm so sensitive and everything, and it has to be connected, because he's a very powerful Force user. Oh, that sounds pretty airtight. I mean, yeah, it makes sense to me. Well, we'll worry about that later. Okay. All we need to worry about now is how we will toast ourselves at our banquet celebrating our success. I think we're meeting him at some dive cantina called the Modeled Minoc. Uh, I guess we can have a... Real banquet there. Yeah, good enough for me. All right. Wipe over to a seedy cantina. The model Minoc is definitely like a dive bar of Star Wars. There's like, you know, sad musicians playing music, and there's all these kind of shady alcoves with aliens making deals and playing cards. I imagine they're playing kind of like the outer space version of Tom Waits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like a sad face sort of alien. Just like singing in, this, in Hatice or something for all the, all the bar patrons. I have taken this opportunity to remove the shiny from the taxi where I have wired it in place. Uh-huh. And to place it on the top of my head like a tiny little hat. Oh, a nice little high patch hat. Yeah, it looks sort of like a yarmulke. Yeah. But it's like, it's like comically tiny. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. And the shiny eye patch is glinting in the anemic lights of the dive bar. I like it. And so you're kind of looking around, looking for your guy. And you notice a man in an orange jumpsuit with a, with a mustache and black hair, kind of waving at you, kind of gesturing you over to his table. Steph, look at that guy! Oh, it's Mr. Hood! Yeah! It's that guy! Yeah. 
Let's go say hi. Yeah, so you go to Cinder's table. It's kind of got a corner table off, kind of shadowy. And Skiv sits down and plops the big white cylinder on the table. Ka-chunk! Well, I see you got what you were looking for. Well, more accurately, we got what you were looking for. <laughs> right you are, little fuzzy one. Yes, this is... Uh, you've done a great service for me today. This is this is very important stuff. It's not just me. It's also my paramour. My <laughs> parabola. My pneumatic drill. Padawan. Yeah. My Padawan. Oh, well, well, thank you to you too, buddy. I know, I'll give you the payment as requested. No, this is something very important, and... You might think it looks like a regular old data core. I don't know what a data core is. But it hides a secret. Ooh. And so he pops open a panel on it, and there's a bunch of, like, there's a keypad. Yeah. And it slides open. And this white, not smoke. Steam. White steam pours out of it, yeah. This hydraulic thing opens up. Sure is shiny. And out of it rolls a cylindrical object, a cylindrical metal object that rolls onto the table in front of you. Let's uh, let's see if you know what this is. Okay. We're going to do a, a lore check here. A lore check? You don't know what it is. I have no idea what that is. It looks like it'd be fun to play with. Mm. Yeah. Skiv's going to roll. He has some lore here. And he gasps. <gasps> Master! What? Do you know what this is? No! And he kind of takes you by the face... And shakes you and says, Master, it's the lightsaber of Darth Vader! Wait, your dad? My dad's lightsaber is in front of me on this table! It was inside of that ice cream maker the whole time! Hey, Mr. Hood! Keep, keep it down, keep it down, son. This is, this is classified stuff here. What are you gonna do with that? Well, I mean, I guess I've, you've, you've come this far already. I guess I can tell you. There's a high-level Imperial officer... On Bespin, as we speak, looking for this very artifact. I don't know how it got here. Apparently, Gorgia bought it in some auction. It got passed around the black market. But now it's here. This high-level Imperial wants it. But we have to make sure he does not get it. You want to hide it somewhere? Well, yeah. I mean, but they're already watching me. And if I left with it, it'd be really suspicious. Oh, I'm picking up what you're dropping. Okay, so... You want to give it to me. To keep. Forever. Uh, for temporary time, yes. I want you to take it out of Cloud City. Get it out of here so that this high-level Imperial cannot claim it for himself. Okay, I can do that. Master, it's my death lightsaber! Shh, 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 and Skiff picks it up, and he hits the button on it, expecting it to ignite in a bright red blade. Click, 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 click. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Hey, Mr. Hood, it doesn't work. It's not the saber itself they're after, it's the gem inside, the Ilum Crystal. It's a very powerful gem. Is it very shiny? Now, I don't know how it was broken. I'm sure it's very shiny, yes. A, a Jedi's lightsaber, or Sith lightsaber for that matter, has to be a very finely crafted gem that can focus the light into a point. And this gem itself, the one Darth Vader uses, was a very special gem. I have a very good idea of what to do with it. Well, listen, Jub-Jub, you can't take this but gem. But you said I could have it forever. I said you could take it out of Cloud City and get it to, to our, my house. To our rebel agents located outside of Bespin. Oh. Well, if that's what you want, then Jub-Jub will execute her duties. Oh, good, good, good. I mean, I'm sure this thing would work somehow if you tried to, like, fix it or something, but I have no idea how this Jedi stuff works. It's very delicate, so I recommend don't don't try to dig around in there. While he says this, I'm, like, actively trying to cram the eye patch no, into no, the bowl of the lightsaber. Jump, 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 jump. No, no, no. Uh, uh, this Master. worked last time. Master, stop, 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 stop. What? Stop. 
and I try to click the button. Still, still not doing it, but Aww. you feel like if you spent more time with it, with enough of your MacGyverism, you might be able to fix it. But, okay. But probably not in front of Wilrow Hood. So what are we going to do exactly? We're going to like catch a interplanetary transport out of here? Yeah. We're going to hitch a ride? I don't have any money. Well, we have a shipmaster, remember? My Jedi Starfighter. Oh, that thing. Yeah, it's great shape. Um, I don't know enough about ships to refute that, but it doesn't sound right. Well, hyperdrive only works half the time, and the shield generators are kind of on the fritz, but it can get us out of here. Well, all right, then. All right. And then reaches out his hand and shake your hand and says, That sounds like we got a deal, little guy. And I do the special Ewok handshake, which is... Like? I tickle his palm very lightly with my claws. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> that's, that's quite a sensation. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Goodness gracious. That feels silly. If you really respect someone, you suck on their fingers. Please don't do that. Well, it's okay. We haven't reached that level yet. Well, here's your reward, as I promised. He slides across a couple of credits chips to you guys. You get a thousand credits Ooh. from the Rohood. And he said, there's more coming once you get that lightsaber to the fleet. How much more? We can, it's up to negotiation, really. It's a dangerous mission. A million credits? Yeah, you can talk to them about that. Hey! And so, in this bar, there's these holographic hologram TVs, and they're showing, like, you know, the, the hot ball game going on right now. The big game. Wow. Yeah, it's like the, the Narshadas Slimos versus the, the, the new Alderaan Nerf Herders. And they're playing hut ball, and bar patrons are kind of going crazy for it. There's some that are very much on the Sleemo side of things. Some people are definitely nerf heads. I point at the TV and I say, "What are those guys doing?" Oh, they're playing playing hut ball. No big deal. Just you know, these 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 kind of low lifes like the kind of sports. It's like mm. a you know a game that involves a lot of death and you know bloodshed. Not my kind of thing. Hmm, that's kind of judgmental. Are you looking down on the plebeians? No, no, no. I just don't like violence. This sport's all about it. Really? Yeah, very few hutball players live past 20, so not a good uh, career choice if you get my drift. Wow. So they're kind of watching. Ah, the Nerf Herders, yeah! Uh, when all of a sudden the game cuts out, and there's static from it. And then the image clears up again. But it's not the hutball game. They're like, oh, what the hell? And they start throwing their drinks at the screen, and they're bouncing off yeah, everything. Yeah, put the game back on! But you see a face on the screen that's in front of a red background. It's a person wearing a black uniform. They kind of a handsome face, slick back hair. But the most striking thing about them is their three eyes. I, my, oh my God, you put your Oculus in this game? I did. Oh my God. And he begins to speak. And the bar patrons go silent as his deep voice booms through the, through, the, through the bar. Dark greetings to you, Cloud City. It is I, the heir of the Empire, the son of Palpatine, Trioculus. Truly, your new emperor. It has come to my attention that the lightsaber of Darth Vader is here in your city, and I demand it delivered to me immediately. Until I have it in my hands, Cloud City is under martial law. No one may enter, no one may leave. In addition, I will begin burning your precious Tibana gas, which, if my calculations are correct, will cause your floating city's repulsor lift reactor to explode in a matter of hours, sending the city and all you love into the core of Bespin below. That is, unless I get the lightsaber of Darth Vader. So please, do the right thing. Deliver it to me. Thank you for your time, and all hail the Empire! The video shuts off immediately, back to Spuzz. And the bar is like, 
the heck was that? I turn to Will Roll Hood and I say, this is a weird game. And he has he has his data pad open. His data pad's kind of like a, like a space tablet. No, this, this is impossible. Oh my gosh. And he has his diagram of, of Cloud City open. And he notices that all of the shuttle ports have been locked. All of the escape paths have been cut off. <gasps> True to his word, there's Tabanagas building in the reactor core of Cloud City. Uh-oh. Yeah. So you, you guys gotta go. You gotta get out of here. It's not safe. Well, well, we'll try, but if everything's on lockdown... Wait a minute. I have a stick that can make a hole in anything. Well, use that to make a hole out of here, okay? All right. Godspeed to you, Wilro. May the force be with you, Jub-Jub. May the force be also with you. 